Hello and welcome to the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name is Stephen Watson, I'm the founder of Stack, and this week I'm speaking to a pair of independent magazine experts. Ruth Jamieson is the author of Print is Dead, Long Live Print, which is a book that profiles independent magazine makers all around the world. And Angharad Lewis is the author of So You Want to Publish a Magazine, which she describes as a practical handbook that guides people through the whole process of independent publishing. They were both judges on the Student Magazine of the Year category for this year's Stack Awards and they came over to Somerset House yesterday for our judging session. So after we'd finished our deliberating, I took the opportunity for a quick chat with them about the state of the independent publishing nation. I was struck by the fact that they kept returning to this idea of community. That's something you hear a lot in independent magazines, both in terms of people trying to produce a magazine for a community of readers, and also in terms of the friendly and collegiate atmosphere that exists amongst magazine makers. I think that's really important to what makes the best of these magazines so good. I also sprang a difficult question on them at the end with an impromptu magazine of the year session and they both named some really brilliant titles so stay until the end to hear that and I hope you'll enjoy this conversation with Ruth Jamieson and Angharad Lewis. So thank you very much you two for lending me your expertise and judging the student category. Um, what do you make of it? What do you think? Amazing. Very impressive. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't have, if I hadn't have known I was judging the student category, I think I would have assumed it was professional or more accomplished magazine makers. Yeah, so overall very, very impressive. Yeah, absolutely outstanding and uh, quite jealousy-inducing. Um, <laughs> quite terrifying that um, this is the new kind of generation. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Excellent. Well, so we, we, should, we should say, Ruth, um, you are the author of Print is Dead, Long Live Print. I am. And that came out in 2015. It did, yeah. For anyone who hasn't seen the book, I'm sure that you know, everyone who's listening owns it, has it at home, and it's a signed copy. <laughs> I but hope so. Well, just in case. Rush out and buy it immediately. Give us, give us the, the two-minute version. What's your uh, Yeah, so it's kind of a review of um, some of the best independent magazines in the world, uh, from all over the world. Um, I was just, at the time, I was just very sick of reading their whole kind of print is dead narrative it seemed blatantly untrue I mean I don't think anyone believes that anymore which is good so I just wanted to kind of um, put that rumour to, to bed because uh, it seemed to me that we were at, we're actually in the middle of a print renaissance uh, where we've all kind of realised that yes digital is great but there's certain things that it can't do um, and actually that if anything rather than being this kind of grim reaper of print digital helps people who want to make print magazines and people who want to read magazines to find each other. And, and yours is one of those books that has lots of lovely pictures of yes. the magazines yeah. and you've got interviews with the magazine makers. Yeah, so I think there's um, 53, something like that, 50 plus magazines in there. Um, and we've not just printed spreads from the magazines, we've photographed the physical magazines because obviously the their physicality is really important. And then we've got interviews with each of them about the idea of their magazine and how they make it um, so hopefully if anyone wants to make their own magazine they can read this and get very inspired by all of these stories of how you go from 
having that idea to getting a magazine on the shelves or in the hands of your reader. Well, on Sir Anhard, if anyone wants to make their own magazine, <laughs> then they can read your book, so you want to publish a magazine. Exactly, yes. Um, yeah, so uh, slightly differently from, from your book, Ruth, it's kind of a handbook slash manual to the publishing, the kind of the business of publishing or um, kind of lifting the bonnet on the stuff that goes on in the back room or um, that you don't normally see from a magazine. So I wanted to tap into the experiences and the knowledge of people making magazines already. Um, And that was sort of from the spectrum of independent publishing from very small one-man band titles or one-woman band titles to uh, the, the big players that print in the kind of hundreds of thousands, but to, to look at uh, things like distribution and financing, um, the stuff that's quite often not really talked about uh, and that is a bit mysterious if you, if you haven't got experience already of uh, publishing. So, and what inspired <laughs> this in the first place? What made you want to make that type of book? Um, I partly based on my own experience uh, of independent publishing, which went through lots of ups and downs, uh, and also. So, and so you should say, so you, you, you made Graphic Magazine, and. Yes, yeah. So I, I joined Graphic Magazine when it was published by a big uh, publishing company, uh, and then myself and Caroline Roberts and an investor did a management buyout, and we published independently for. Uh, oh, how many years? 2005 to 2011. Uh, with various sort of partners who came and went, and we sort of had ups and downs, and really kind of had to do everything and get involved in every step of making and publishing a magazine and collaborate with a lot of people along the way. Um, so, and also I could see this real surge of independent magazines and and quite often uh, I think sustainability is quite an issue for magazines so the idea of the book was to uh, really get people to talk about their experience the mistakes they make how they get round problems and and share that and it was about a year and a half of researching magazines and interviewing lots of people about how they did things and gathering lots of knowledge and data uh, and putting that together in in a sort of handbook for publishing so and people were amazingly generous and um, very open about their experiences so I think that's that's part of the community that there is in in independent magazine publishing and publishing more broadly that People are very generous with their experience and knowledge. Absolutely, I think that you can. You, you generally find if you go to somebody and say, "Would you mind just? Can I take you for a coffee? You know, can, can I buy you a beer and ask you some questions?" That I, my experience has definitely been that people want to share and want mm. to help each other along. So I think that yeah. they recognise that this is a really difficult thing that you're trying to do. And mm. um, one of the problems with making a book, of course is that you spend a year or, or longer producing this thing and then it's out in the world and it's out of date yeah. <laughs> <laughs> immediately. Yeah. How, how have you seen 
the independent magazine world changing since your books were published? I think there's more of this kind for a while now there's been more of this kind of middle tier of independent magazines who are that bit more grown up um, it's less of a kind of bedroom project and it's more you know it's a going concern it's paying people's mortgages and um, all of those things so yeah just a kind of maturity mm. um, and never ending new ideas you keep kind of thinking that we will have reached like peak independent magazine and then people will kind of discover some new mine of inspiration to some new seam of inspiration to mine um, I had someone email me yesterday <clears throat> because they're going to make a ping pong magazine yeah and, it, and so they want to make <laughs> a, a ping pong magazine that looks at table tennis as if it were skateboarding or something like yeah. that and they sent like kind of their like sort of their um, not look book but you know sort of inspir- mood board yeah for what, and I just looked at it I was like Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be kickstarting yeah. in a few weeks, and you can just tell, like, uh, okay, yeah. that's a whole new thing. It's a whole new thing. Someone will read that and go, right, I'm doing Scrabble. You'll probably tell me there already is a Scrabble magazine now, but you know, it'll just Tiddlywinks magazine will come out next. It just kind of keeps keeps rolling like mm. that. It's amazing. Yeah. No, it's endlessly exciting, and I think I'm always surprised as well by the new impetus and energy that you find someone's bringing to the magazine format or concepts you know um i think maybe sort of design wise as well things have recently taken an interesting turn maybe sort of design and editorially too because i think uh sort of magazines like mush pits um Mm. magazines that have have kind of moved a little bit away from the very polite, um, yeah, kind of loveliness. Yeah. Loveliness. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That I think we got into for for a while, and and there's this real energy, real sort of yeah, um, punkish, yeah, of, yeah. punkier. And I think we needed this whole period of um, very beautiful, polite, um, kind of luxury object type mm-hmm. magazines to prove that print was of worth and so that kind of had to kind of come up to clear the ground a bit and then there's a bit of a rebellion against that mm. with all the mush pits and yes. that's really exciting and you know when you look at it and you feel a bit unnerved and I love that feeling of going mm. like oh is that do I like that do I like it I do like yeah, it. yeah. yeah but that's an interesting point though I think you have the some magazines that in the independent sector have paved the way really yes, yeah. for to prove that it can be done and mm. there is an audience and you can reach your audience and be sort of sustainable. But now that's kind of taking on a new life in, in other directions mm, as well. Mm. So here, here's the one that I'm always asked and I'm really interested to hear your takes on this, having written books on the subject. Why do people do this? Why do people make these print magazines today <laughs> in the 21st century when there are so many other ways of getting your stuff out to the world? Mm. We, we, like when you were speaking to people and interviewing people, did, did you get anything coming back along those lines? They're all mental. <laughs> mental. Yeah, in, in the best possible way. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a great human exchange, isn't it? It's. You know, all those things about the tangibility and it's a great, it's very satisfying 
medium, I think, mm. a magazine for various reasons, the sort of periodical nature of it, um, what you can do in, in a, a spread or series of yeah. spreads and with a cover, you know, the formats and the nature of um, a periodical publication mm. is enduring in appeal for people who make it and and buy it and read it, I think. Mm. Um, There's something about the permanence, you know, we're kind of not permanent beings and you can make a magazine and it will be there for time. Um, And also those limitations that, like, the... You can't finish the internet, but you can finish a magazine. It's that Mm. kind of... And the fact that it's got those limitations means that it's edited it's got edited content so someone's picked it and gone like this is the good stuff that you need to read and you can just get in there and then get out (laughs) um and uh the yeah they speak of their time a good magazine speaks to it to the Mm. times that it's in and um yeah uh, Ruth, you had a, a really nice piece went up on um, the AIGA Iron Design yesterday mm, yeah. for Halloween. My Halloween piece. Uh, <laughs> about dead magazines. Yes. The, and, yeah. and it seems like, so when you talk about a magazine being of its time, yeah. I noticed a few of the responses there were saying, actually, I'm not sure I would want to bring you any magazine bring back, back because it yeah. needs to be in its time. Yeah, that they would be these kind of scary ghouls from a different time wandering around trying to get back in some way, just to really push the Halloween metaphor. Uh, Yeah, I think so. I do agree with that to a certain extent, but I also really, really, really want the the early 90s team behind Just 17 to get together and put out Just 37, particularly (laughs) for me, um, about, you know, being 37 in the world, the same way that they did about being 17 in the world. Yes. That's my plea. Okay, so this was all just a, <laughs> it was a big all ruse part just to my, bring this magazine Yeah, back. yeah, and, and the book as well. Like, it's all part of my master plan to bring just that to Get it, I see. Okay, so we've got the master plan then of these magazines that you've been... We spent the last month going through these magazines, looking at the, the work that has been produced. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, we can't really say all around the world, but definitely around the UK and Europe, we had a, a really strong showing just kind of like complete top level stuff and without giving away any names of magazines of course what were your impressions of these titles i think the the ones that impressed us most had sort of something uh of a whole package in that they had a really strong concept great writing something interesting happening in the design and the production um, and kind of drew us in with something a little bit different mm. or um, felt like they were coming from a group of people that were identifiable because they were uh, representing an idea or talking to a particular community. Or And that is so important when you feel that this is actually a living thing mm. with readers and yeah. people who care about it and want to see more of it. And you mentioned at the beginning the thing about, you know, the best ones of these you don't realise initially that they are student magazines and I think that you can say that about so many of them they're so accomplished I mean when I think about what I was making when I was a student it was nothing like this nowhere near as good as this no Uh, yeah it was very 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 hard to pick um, winners because they all have 
every one of them has something remarkable about them and it was just a case of having to kind of go through and look for elements that it might not have had so you know is the writing really good but the design isn't pushing the same boundaries or I don't want I don't want to give it away that's fine you're not giving anything away Um, also the thing of um, does it feel like it's got legs to kind of continue on and you know are you dying to see the next issue absolutely yeah yeah and uh, crazy that some of these uh, are managing to really keep things going and, and keep the momentum going with their magazine yeah they're, and they're at university and they're at university <laughs> exactly yeah maybe they're just not doing any work at university they're all failing their degrees <laughs> <laughs> that is worth saying this was one of the most competitive categories and we had to leave so many good things out on the side so that they didn't even make it to this stage and I just think like that is so positive for the future the you know not not only that you've got talented people who are doing this stuff but that they want to work in print and they want you know that we've got a new generation of crazy people basically yes I'm totally blown away I think like you say there's so much talent coming through from this student body that's you know that it's going to be amazing you know when they finish or fail their degrees (laughs) (laughs) actually get out there so so optimistic and and really impressive yeah yeah I can't wait to meet some of them as well so the the, hopefully we'll get uh, a good few of them coming along to the awards um, later this month if you were so obviously like you two now your job is done your your work here is done if you were though going to be on our mag of the year category what is the the magazine that you've seen over the last 12 months that you would particularly want to see getting an award this year oh god the killer question Mm. can you edit out a really long pause we can edit a long pause we'll edit this whole bit yeah no problem absolute joy of a magazine for content production design just the beauty of it um it's the full package and it's a mind-blowing piece of paper and print joy it's so brilliant <laughs> isn't it so, the, so it's worth saying this is the map we sent out on stack uh, in october um and in, in my letter for that i wrote something about um it's almost like subversive in this day and age to be making mm-hmm. something which is letterpress which means that you literally need to own the pieces of type that you're going to use the you know these days when you're working with InDesign and you just have like infinite choices yeah but they do something so special with it yes yeah i mean that every you know every bit of it is letterpress printed or lino or woodblock printed um yeah it's just it oozes this quality and it doesn't feel sort of archaic or we feel so fresh that's the amazing thing you see this thing and the colors are so crisp and bright yeah it's wonderful use of prints it's just extraordinary Mm. yeah Mm. ruth what about you i'm gonna go with galdem uh because i just think what they're doing is incredible they're completely of their time well I mean they're they're trying to make a change in the media that is long overdue and greatly needed um they're an amazing bunch of women um and 
yeah, I can just see that in years to come, people will look back and go, oh yeah, that was the time when everyone was reading Galdem. Um, yeah, I just think that's super important. Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you again, both of you, for coming and doing all of this. Uh, and I'll see you at the ceremony. See you there. See you there. <laughs> Okay, that's all for this week. Thanks again to Ruth and Angharad for their judging on the Student Magazine of the Year category and also for speaking to me about the way they see the independent magazine world. Of course, all of the winners of our awards this year will be announced at the ceremony on the 20th of November. We're going to be broadcasting that live on Facebook Live, so you'll be able to see it on there and we'll have lots of content about all the winners on the Stack blog. Thank you very much for listening and we'll be back with another episode next week.